The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. It is important. Our relationship with Jesus Christ. They can, they can keep us away from our family. I am, I am a, a taken aback when I read the report that this year in convalescent homes and in assisted living homes, this year, loneliness is the number one killer. People are dying alone and wondering, why don't my family come? Why, why don't my family care? Not, not aware, some, that family can't and are not permitted to. We were, we were permitted to. We had to sign a waiver, and we were permitted to visit with, with, with Harry. And I'm so glad that we were, Pastor. We were permitted the opportunity to go in. We're in the system. We, we can still go in. We, we were permitted. But there were others that were not. I, read a, I have a friend, and I read, the, I read the obituary just the other day of my friend Dave, whose who's aunt and uncle were put into different facilities with the covid and they died the same day, 40 miles apart. Never, they were married for 50-some years and not able to look at the other and say, I love you. You see, life can change, can't it? If 2020 has taught us anything at all, it's that life can change. And when we see an ever-changing life and an ever-changing environment and an ever-changing situation, we need to understand, we need to reach for something in our lives that's stable, something that's solid. We need to find true north. And true north is only found in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen? True north can be found in Jesus. You want direction for your life. You want direction for your soul. You want direction for your future. It's in Christ Jesus. We used to sing that song, Our Hope is Built on Nothing Less. Right? Nothing less. But today we put hope in shifting sand, don't we? Have we, as the American church, now we're talking about joy, and we're going to get joyful in a little bit. Hang with me. You, gotta, you, gotta, you, know, to, and you know, to really appreciate joy, you have to contrast it with something else, right? If you're just happy all the time, people think you're silly. All right, I'll turn around preaching myself. If you're just happy all the time, people... <laughs> no. You've got to have something to contrast, don't you? You've got to have a benchmark. How else would I know... What, when a trial comes, if, if, I didn't, if I didn't understand it, how would I know that God's got this if I've never faced anything that he had to bring me out of? See, I know now that I can depend on him. I know now that I can go to that fountain. I know now that I can go to that well. I know now that 2020 has taught us that in the face of crisis when governments don't know and doctors don't know and people don't know, that Jesus knows, amen? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
He hasn't changed. He hasn't wavered, okay? So, we're t- and the talking about this, this time, this season, we, I get to talk about joy, and I'm like, I'm like, man, if anything is so fleeting in 2020, it has been what? Joy. Joy. Joy, right? You know, you, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing people, we, we, this is the craziest thing, I don't do a lot of Christmas shopping, I tell everybody I shop for one person, Vanessa, I got her done, and she shops for everybody else. But I, have to, but I have to be the chauffeur. And we got out of the car the other night at a, at, a, at a business, and man, people were fighting. They were fighting, literally. I was like, holy smoke, you know? I'm like, what's going on? Guy was cussing and screaming, and, you know, Black Friday, Black Friday always messes with me. We, you know, we, we, had, we had some folks that were coming here for a while, and, and how many of you remember, it's been about, I would say it's been about seven, eight years ago now that somebody in Warsaw got arrested at Walmart because she body surfed over top of the crowd and assaulted three or four people to get, um, 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 a, was it a Wii? Is it a PlayStation, something, a PS2 or PS3, whatever. One of the guys that she body surfed over was in the, was it, was in the church at the time. Made national, was on CNN News. There he is, this woman coming over him like it was a rock concert without a band. Maybe she was buying band in hand, I don't know. And he was like, <laughs> you can see it, you know? I mean, nothing says I love you like I had to kill three people to get this. Right? Nothing says, uh, nothing says Merry Christmas like I'm going to break your arm if you grab that last one. Right? And now we weren't even in the store. We were in the parking lot and people are going. One lady comes in. She says, you better have the mask on. I'm like, okay. I think I don't want to shop here. I think there's an infection here and it's not of COVID. There's an unkindness infection in there. There's a nasty mean infection in there. Have you noticed in 2020 that people, when they've lost their joy, when the joy runs out, it always gets backfilled with something else, and usually it's anger, usually it's conceit, usually it's vile. Isn't that amazing? But you can have joy. You want to know how? Okay, well, we'll just take up an offer and go home. <laughs> I'm easy. You, you want joy. If anybody, is anybody missing their joy today? Does anybody need to know how to get a refill on joy today? And, and if you're ready and you want it, man, we can, we can do it. If not, you know, I'll, send you the, I'll send you the crib notes and we can go home and, and, and meet. And who's buying Texas Roadhouse today? Not one volunteer for that either. Okay. All right. Turn with me. Turn with me to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. It's an amazing chapter in your Bible because it talks about it talks about when joy came to earth. We think 2020 has been bad. I'm not saying that it hasn't, but it, we think 2020 has been bad. Can you imagine being promised a Messiah and then for 400 years not hearing another word from God. 
Oh, the Messiah will come and he'll deliver you. He, he, will, he will break every chains. The slave, you know, the slave, you know, will, will he be, you know, will he, will he free because the slave is our brother? And then 400 years. There had to be a lot of people die thinking, when's he coming? <laughs> there had to be a lot of people give up hope. When's he coming? That's why I like what Simeon does when, when, they're, when they presented him at the time of purification. Then they said, the old, the, old, the old priest Simeon, he was, in the, he was in the temple when they brought, the, they brought the baby Jesus to him. And he said, oh, Lord, you're letting your servant depart in peace. For my eyes have beheld, have beheld the salvation of Israel. Mm. Luke chapter 2. Beginning in verse number one, and it said, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone into his own city. Joseph also went up uh, from Galilee to be um, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Don't miss in the Christmas story that, that there is a king coming. Don't miss in the Christmas story, in the, in the birth of Jesus, that everything, Matthew sets up the lineage on one side and Luke sets up the lineage on the other side, but it traces the lineage of Jesus Christ all the way back to King David. Because God gave King David a promise. Oh, you, you, you ain't here. God gave Abraham a promise. <laughs> He told he told Isaiah the, the our, our friends our friends the, the, who who are Jews they 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 totally banned the book of Isaiah for a long time because in the book of Isaiah he said behold a virgin shall conceive <laughs> Are we here Out of the I, I forget the number right now but out of all of the prophecies, and it's a, it's a big number, it's over, over 160, 70, something, over all the prophecies written of Jesus. I heard this the other day, and it was just it was amazing. If Jesus were to come and fill three of them, just three, it would be as if you took, you took a BB and took it and dropped it into a sphere the size of this world and you filled that one that one the rest of it with different colored bb's in the sphere the size of this world if you just filled th one of them and you invited a child like you were going to have a name draw to reach in blindfolded and pick out that one bb if he just filled one of those it would be like that child picked out that bb one, I, I, I believe it was one to the 100th power of the chance of picking out, of Jesus filling up one. But over 160 prophecies. There's undeniable proof that Jesus is who he says and who he claimed to be. Undeniable proof. He fulfilled every prophecy that was written of Messiah or Yeshua.
HaMashiach, Jesus, the Messiah. <clears throat> to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for, the, for them in the inn. Laid him in a manger. Not so much in a barn or a lean-to as we think, but laid him in more else, a dugout cave with a door. A corral. A holding pen. I won't get into the, the, the teaching of the holding pen. Just suffice it to say, we were having a good discussion before we started this morning, that the Passover lambs, when they were born, they were put into a holding pen and they were, and they were segregated away from the rest. There's a reason Jesus was, no room was found for him in the end. Another prophecy was fulfilled. All right. Now they were in the same country, shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round, around them, and they were greatly afraid. Every time an actual angel appears in the Scripture, they don't say, I'm coming to give you the Powerball numbers. They don't say, let me... Let me let, let me do this for you, and let me do that for you, and let me fill you in on the latest garbanzo beans. They say, don't be afraid. If you ever stand in the presence of an angel, you would understand. They say, fear not. <clears throat> and then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of tiny joy. What? I must have a speck on these glasses. Either that or I'm not seeing a whole lot of people reflecting the tidings of what the angel said. He said, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to only the people at the river. What? Are you guys, are you serious? All people? How come it don't look like it? How come it don't look like it? This joy that we have, the world didn't give it, did it? The world didn't give it to me. Oh, we, we, we may have to throw that song back in the repertory. This song that we have, the world didn't give it to me. And if the world didn't give it, Pastor, the world can't take it away. You know, if your joy is fleeting, if your joy is in and out, in one day and out the next, if your joy is dependent upon the situation around you, maybe you didn't get it from the Lord. Because this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Amen? Ooh, I might, I might get happy and preach a little bit. I'm a, I have to get back over here. I'm driving the camera lady crazy. Oh. 
you, you're going to have some joy today, whether you like it or not. I, I grew up working on the farm. And, 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 and my uncle, first job he ever gave me was when they were weaning the calves off. You had to, you had to get those old milk bottles, and, I, and, and you, had to, you had to get them, and it was that powdered milk to give them minerals and stuff to get them going so they could take them off their mamas, you know. And I had to grab that old bottle. And, and you know, now, now girls, when, uh, they were thinking of little baby bottles, you know. No, that thing's huge, you know. And, and you take that thing, and you shove it in there, and that thing, that thing goes, you know. Every now and again, Every now and again, you get a calf. They're like, I ain't eating today. And calves are not like granddaughters. Okay, sissy, you don't want, you don't want chicky nuggets. What do you want? Papa will go to Fort Wayne and get whatever you want to eat. You know? Calves ain't like that. Calves are like, this is it. You got one bottle. You got one chance. And, and I got other chores I got to get done. Because if I don't, Uncle, Uncle Kevin's going to be on me because I didn't get my chores done. And he, one calf, I had one calf, I remember I had to fight with him, fight with him, fight with him. And he'd be like, yeah, you know, yeah. And doggone it, God gave him such pretty little pitiful eyes, you know. And I said, all right, buddy, you don't want it, that's it, I'm done, I'm out of here, I got other stuff to do. And you walk out the door, and just as soon as you leave his side, he's like, bleh, and you look around, and his head's like that, and his little ears are twitching, and it's like, oh, come on. I didn't realize it, but I was in training for my granddaughter. <laughs> I want cheeseburger. But you got chicken nuggets. They're awesome. Oh, cheeseburger. Okay, so we go get a cheeseburger. I want my chicky nuggies. <laughs> you better eat something. Mom and Daddy ain't going to let you come back no more if you go home hungry all the time. Oh, Papa, I want ice cream. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All, right, all right. Just, just you know, here we are. Here we are, and we're, we're in 2020. The joy has drained completely out of society. You can't, you couldn't even, I, I, I don't do this, but I got friends that, I don't know why they do it. I, they just put posts on Facebook. Well, I think it's this, and I think it's that. You know what? It really doesn't matter what you think. There are people going to argue with you about whatever. You can tell somebody to have a good day. And they'll say, I'll have any kind of day I want, I'll have you know. Okay, well, just have a, you know, binary day, <laughs> whatever you want. You know. But it shouldn't be so among those in the house of the Lord. Because we have a hope that the world doesn't have. We have a hope, and our hope is found in Jesus Christ. And we have a hope in us that no one else can can claim. Sorry, it isn't Buddha. Sorry, he may have been a nice guy. He may have had some good ideas. But when we die, we're not gonna, he's not gonna say, hey, come on over here. It's not Buddha, it's not Muhammad. Muhammad had some ideas. 
But he's not the way. It's not Hare Krishna. There's only one. And even those, them in and of themselves said, we're not the way. They were searching for, Confucius said, I'm searching enlightenment, which means I'm searching for the way. And only one in all of history said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And that name was Jesus Christ. And you know that, in and of itself, is why the angel said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So if all people aren't receiving it, some of them have the same attitude as that calf that I was trying to feed 40 years ago on my uncle's farm. Yeah. God can save you. God can bless you. I tried that God stuff. It didn't work for me. I tried that Christian stuff. It didn't work for me. Let, me. let me just clarify. You may not have tried Jesus. You may have been a false convert. False, con- false converts have the most miserable road to hoe because they're in their heart they know that they're far from God. They can't live right to please God. They know that, and that they keep coming. They keep coming. Oh God, what am I doing? What am I doing? Oh God, and then and then finally they just give up. That's a that's a that is a pandemic that's worse than the COVID, especially in our community. False conversions. What must I do to be saved? Nicodemus asked. You must be born again. What does that mean, be born again? Does it mean that I come down and I, and I whisper the magic prayer? No. There is no magic prayer. Well, I, do they, you know, most Christians, most churches, they Mirandize you when you get to down to the altar, right? Okay, just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I've been a terrible, bad person. Okay, dear Jesus, I've been, and, and mean it in your heart. You know, Jesus made it so simple. Just repent. Repent. Now, that's a big word, and it's scary for a lot of folks. What does it mean? Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you took my lying to be so personal. Even though your word says that all liars will have their part in the lake that burns with fire. Lord, I didn't think that you took my, my blasphemy. All blasphemers are guilty of the, or, or, or shall have be put to death in the Old Testament. That's pretty serious before the Lord. Taking the Lord's name in vain is blasphemy. OMG. Lord, I didn't think you were. Lord, I've been angry with my brother at my brother without a cause. And Jesus said, that's, that's, the, that's the sin of murder. All murderers are going to have their part in the lake that burns with fire. Oh, man. That's just four. We just talked about four of the Ten Commandments. If God judges us by those commandments, what are we going to do? You know, most people in America say, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. And and I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. But if I were to say, do you think you're a good person? You know, how many of you would raise your hand? And and, and, and you raise your hand, but Jesus said, there's none good, not one, except the Father who's in heaven. That's Jesus talking. 
Goodness don't get us in. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He come to make people who were dead to the Father alive in Him. So how can I live? How then can I live? It started in the manger. All the way back, all the way back in Genesis chapter 2, and I believe it's in verse 7, when, when God said, let us make man in our own image. And it says that he, the Lord, after he formed Adam, it said he breathed in him. He breathed into his nostrils. He, he theonoustus. He breathed face to face with him. And man became a living soul. We became a living soul because God breathed into us. You know the other time that we see God breathing? In Acts chapter 2. We see God breathing in the upper room, don't we? We see that all of a sudden there, there, there came, as it were, a mighty rushing wind and God was breathing breath into the church. You say, I don't know that we have to do all that. I don't have to. You know, when Jesus was talking to the rich young ruler, he said, you know the commandments. Everybody knew the commandments. Honor your father and mother. Have no other gods before me. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. And the, and the rich young ruler says, all these things I've done since my youth. Score. And Jesus said, one thing you lack. One thing you lack. Go and sell all that you have. Give to the poor. Take up your cross and follow me. And your Bible says that he went away very sorrowful because he had great riches. He had put his trust in something other than Jesus and he couldn't let go of it. Couldn't let go of it. It's amazing to me. It's amazing how many people are putting their trust in their good works. I have a friend tell me, say, yeah, well, there's my good deed for the day. He bought me a coffee the other day. There's my good deed for the day. Mark that one up. You catch that, big guy? I take a step sideways, you know. If we could get our way to heaven by based on what we did, on what we did or what I did, then Jesus wouldn't have had to be shamed in a manger. The king of kings would have come as he deserved. But he, wanting to relate to me, had to be born poor. He, wanting to relate to me, he wanting to reach my station. He wanting to be able to talk to me. How many, how many people do you, do you have around you that they don't have any standing in your life because they can't relate to what you're going through? Right? Let me throw this out there. It's not a political message. It never, never is, but let me just throw this out there. There's not one politician in, 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 in office today that can relate to a working man or woman. They may have been before they got there. But after which? Just, just think of the benefits that are for life. You know, we were mailing out Christmas cards this week. You know, I didn't know I had so many friends. Facebook's a lot cheaper. Just think of that. Free postage for life. Isn't that amazing? 
all the benefits, all the perks. Do you know the difference between most, 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 most politicians today and the politicians in the, in the, in the, at the, in the 1700s and after 1776? You know, George Washington didn't want to be there. He wanted to go back to his farm. Heaven forbid, now you get them in there, you can't get them out. You almost have to, you know, you almost have, to you know, have, a, have a riot to get people out anymore. Wasn't meant to be life posts. All right, I'm done with my Bible. I'm off my soapbox. It's not about being good. If we could do, if we could do anything to earn our salvation, see, that's the difference between Christianity and every other religion in the world. Every other religion says that you can do something to win heaven. You can do something to find the key. Your works, you have to, uh, you know, I'm telling you, the, the, the Buddhists, they've got a bad road to hoe. I mean, if you mess up in this life, you could come back as a dung beetle. You, you look up what dung beetles are. You, you, you don't want to be a part of that. Right? You could, come at, you could come back as a bot fly. Don't even, wanna, don't even wanna talk about them. Goes against what Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And you can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't be good enough. You can't do anything. And that's why the rich young ruler went away from Jesus mad and upset. So what do we do then? Jesus said, except you repent, you're all going to likewise perish. And so what do you do? You said, Lord, I, I didn't realize that this was living contrary to you. This was living contrary to your word. My, my, my tongue was getting me in trouble. I didn't realize that my heart was getting me in trouble. What do we do? We, we say, Lord, I confess I'm guilty. I don't know. And then how, and, and, and Solomon said, how can a young man cleanse his ways? How can a young person purify their heart? It's only by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, Lord, I repent. That means I'm sorry. I agree, Lord, you're right. I shouldn't have been doing these things. And, 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 and how, do I, how do I get right from there? It is as if we are in a, we're in a courtroom. And I've said this in the men's ministry, so if you've heard it before, bear with me. But it's like, it's like we drive through the little town of Milford at 90 miles an hour. Right? We drive through the little town of Milford at 90 miles an hour, and all of a sudden sitting there on the edge of Milford is Ticket 10. And Ticket 10 pulls us over. And it's been rumored that he gave his own mom a ticket. Or would. And I said, oh, man, sorry, I, you know, I wasn't paying attention. I had some good jams on on the radio, you know. And, and, he's like, and, you know, and I'm a good fella. By the way, you didn't know it before I got to Milford. I, you know, and then I start, you know, all the good things I did. You know, down there in Leesburg, there was a lady that, that needed help, you know, getting into the Dollar General. And so I stopped and helped her. And, and there was another person that needed, you know, uh, and, and, and I paid it forward at the gas pump down there. Lady didn't have money for gas. And so I put gas in her car. And, and, and Tim's going to be, that's really nice. That's really nice. You should do those kind of things. That's awful good. But what's that got to do with this? Well, wait, I'm a good person. (laughs) I think he's going to disagree. 
And so he throws the book at you. He gives you, gives you a ticket that, you know, that's you know, 29 pages long and you have to take it to court and, and you go before the judge and you say, Judge, I did all those things. And by the way, now watch this. This is where a lot of people get in trouble. By the way, I haven't sped since the last time I was there. I give it up. And the judge goes, well, that's right. You should. You should give it up. But there's still this instant out there. And reckless endangerment and, and, and all these other things and, and reckless driving in a school zone, all of these things. And, and he's going, you know, sorry, but you know, your ticket, your ticket and court costs is going to be about $22,000. And you're going to get all the points on your license. And so you're going to join the moped mafia. You're only laughing because you know that's true. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? And you're going to say nothing. But imagine this. If over on the side, that you, out of sight from you, can't say, uh, a guy stands up and says, Your Honor, I know that JC did that. I know that he wasn't thinking. I know that he can't pay, and I know that, but, but if you'll let him, I'll pay his fine. Now, the judge can legally accept that payment, and justice will be served, and I can go free. Or I can say, nah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just try to work this out myself. My good works will be okay. I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh-uh. And I'm going to continue to help little old ladies across the street. I'm going you guys, to... You guys look at me like, what kind of idiot would do that? I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You see, when we reject Jesus, we say we say to God, who is the righteous judge, I'll, I'll try to get there on my own self. Thank you, but I'll do this on my own. And the penalty is a lot stiffer when it comes down to eternity. You can't do it on your own. We need Jesus. It'll be good tidings of great joy. You know what brings me great joy? knowing that I was destined for hell and I don't have to go there anymore because of his gift. Amen? Praise God! That will allow you to sleep at night. That will bring you peace in 2020. That will, it doesn't matter where the pandemic goes. If I'm alive here today, I love you and I'm going to be preaching and talking to you and telling you about Jesus. And if I'm not, just know that I'm going to be up there with Jesus and I'll still be cheering you on. Receive him. Get it, get it, get it. Take his, take his offer that he, he gives to you. That's how you can have peace and joy in 2020 and the rest of your life. The world will let you down, but Jesus will never let you down. All right, we've got to hurry. Um, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, and, and, and boy, we, we, we had some discussion. I'd like to, I'd like to know when, when that day was, and, and hopefully we'll find it out. Um, who is Christ the Lord? 
And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and... You mean, Harold, the angel doesn't sing? <laughs> saying. Saying. You know why that's important? Because you have, to get, you have to go back into Ezekiel 28 and you have to go back into Isaiah 14 and you have to find out that when, when Lucifer, that star of the morning, was in heaven, he, whenever he moved around, his vesture, his garments made music in heaven. And, and from that, we, we postulate and theorize that Lucifer was the worship leader in heaven and he drew out a third part of the stars when he left. And guess what? He took the Sangers. Again, we can't be dogmatic about it, but we know what his role was. And when he drew out a third of the stars, that's why these angels are sitting up there saying. Now, I've heard some pretty cool, I've heard some pretty cool sayings. I've heard some, you know, some people do some pretty cool chants. It almost sounded like music, but they were still chanting. Right? I think, and this is just me, I think that when we get to heaven, we are going to be the choir. I think that's why we worship down here. So we will understand our role when we get to heaven so we can sing holy, 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 and we can sing worthy, 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 and we can sing all of those things that we're rehearsing. Did you ever just think about when we are worshiping down here, we're just rehearsing for over there? Oh, that'll put, that'll put a, a, a spring in your step. That'll get your giddy up going. You know, if there's anything lovely, if there's anything noble, if there's anything righteous, think on these things. All right. Oh. Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angel had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go into Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. Okay, they're standing around. The angels are drawn back up into heaven. One of them looks at each other and says, let's go check this out. Let's go check this out. They said to one another, let's go. You know, first off, they, they, they were, they, 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 all of a sudden the angels were drawn back up into heaven. And here they are, they're looking around at each other. And it's like... What do we do now? Aren't you glad that we have a God that you can check out? I mean, way before, way before, before Facebook had fact checker, we've got, we've got our own fact checker. Right? Let us check this out. Let us go and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Right? And they came with haste. They didn't, they didn't waste a lot of time. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I couldn't wait to get here. 
I'm not so happy to go to Walmart. I'm not so happy to go to any of the places around. But, buddy, when we get here, I know that the Lord's going to meet with us in this house. I know that the Lord's going to be here, and I can get happy about that. Uh, Let's go with haste. I was glad when they said unto me, let's make haste. The only thing I can't do anymore is like when we were in the Baptist church. Everybody, every man in the Baptist church, they would get ready because mom and the wife had to get the kids ready and had to get all the children dressed and had to get everything around. And, and, they, and, and moms were always late. And you could tell the, the people that went to the Baptist church in your neighborhood because the men were out in the front and in the driveway honking the horn. Beep, 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 beep. Come home, the neighbor guy said, oh, did you guys have a good church service? Oh, Yeah. Wish you'd have went with us. Well, I probably could have. You woke me up honking the horn this morning. <clears throat> All right. By the way, Vanessa said if I ever thought of doing that. <clears throat> um, I just better leave that alone because she has been watching these more regular now. <laughs> I don't know who's been slipping out, but somebody been out there said, hey, did you check that out? Did you hear what he said about you? She went back through almost three, almost three months of these to find a comment that I made that I didn't even realize it was bad. Um, I, I didn't think it was. I thought it was complimentary. But, you know, guys, guys, just let me tell you something, guys. We can't win. You can try to give a compliment, and, and, if, and if three other ladies thought it wasn't a compliment, you in trouble? I just, all right, I got it. Uh, okay. Oh, man. And they came with haste. Had to be driving Fords. And found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when you read this, you've got to read it right. Mary and Joseph and the baby weren't all in the manger. They found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Okay? And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those that heard it, who heard it, marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. How's your peer group looking? How's your peer group looking? Are they marveling about, man, you should have seen them kids up there Sunday. You should have, man, that, those kids, they were doing, they were, didn't they do good? Weren't those kids, weren't the kids awesome? Don't they, they have just a heart for the Lord and just want to, they wanted to please moms and dads. Thank you guys for being here to see that. You know, that it, they, they just have a heart. Oh, oh, to, oh, oh, to God that we would have a heart like they would for our Lord. Just want to please our Lord. How's your peer group looking? Have they heard of those things and marveled at those things that you tell them about? Man, what about on Facebook? Man, my, my, you, you got you to get there. Those, those guys, that, you know, ain't much to look at, but man, they, they love the Lord. Oh, come on. I know I got a face that's made for radio. Okay, I get it. But, so you ain't coming here to have the best looking pastor but I guarantee you, you'll not find a pastor that loves you more. Prays for you every day. 
I guarantee you that. I'll give you my promise of that, my solemn, my solemn promise. You'll not find someone that loves you more. Oh. But Mary kept all these things and she pondered them in her heart. And then when the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them, Jesus, the joy that we have was prophesied by angels. The joy that we have was prophesied by angels. Glad tidings of great joy. In John 15, and I'm going to try to get through this because it was also promised by Jesus. In John 15, beginning in, verses, in verse 9, it said, As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my, abide in my love. He said, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, that your joy may be full. You want your joy to be full, you better have the joy of Jesus in your life. If you have joy that's fleeting, it's here one minute and it's gone the next, then you need to exchange your joy for the joy of Jesus Christ. He says, because if my joy may remain in you, if you ain't got the joy of the Lord, then you're gonna, your joy is going to be fleeting. Your joy, your joy will change like the flag out there changes direction. Every wind that blows will cause something to steal and rob your joy. But if Jesus' joy is in you, if His joy is there, and, and, he, and He promised it. He said, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. That means it won't be siphoned off. Nobody can come along with a hillbilly credit card. Siphon out your joy. You may have heard of that done a time or two. <clears throat> one time, one time, Pastor, Pastor Jack Sparks was on his way to work. And his oldest son, I, I won't mention his name because I don't want to embarrass anybody. And his friends were needed some gas in the car to go to play ball at the high school. And they played ball a lot. Not checking the gas gauge to see how much Pastor had in his truck. We got enough to get us a little over quarter tank. Pastor got about three miles from his work and all of a sudden... That old Chevy C10 went chunk, chunk, chunk. He looked down at the gas gauge and said, Hmm, something is awry. He worked second shift and got off at 11, and neighbor guy brought him home. And the next morning, bright and early, his oldest son got a day out of school. Because two miles away from the house sat that old C-10. And his oldest son got to push it two miles. And I guarantee you I always check the gas gauge when I get in my cars these days. 
Somebody had siphoned out his go juice. You know, your joy will get you going. If you lose your joy, you'll become depressed and you'll become stagnant and the world will start to start to stagnate around you. But aren't you glad that if you get the joy of Jesus Christ, his joy, it may remain in you and nobody can come along with a a hillbilly credit card and siphon away your joy. Aren't you glad? Because our joy is not based on our, our surroundings. Our joy is based on our Savior. And it was promised by him. Amen. He said, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And after two miles of pushing an old C-10 Chevy, I was ready to lay my life down. I mean, that my, my dad's oldest son was. <laughs> my dad was so gracious and so kind. He said, I bet you learned a lesson, didn't you? Yes, sir, I'll never touch the gas again, ever. (laughs) Six months later, I'm out to mow the lawn. Dad, we don't have any, well, just siphon a little bit out of the truck. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not not touching that. (laughs) That was way back before MC Hammer. Can't touch this. Ain't touching that. I learned my lesson. There's another lesson that my mama taught me. Never get into mama's purse. To this day, Vanessa can have all kinds of secret stuff in her purse. I never get in there. There, there are angels that are afraid to get in Mama's purse. And I, I just, okay, but that's another lesson. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. If, I, if you follow my commandments, he would say in another portion, if you, if you keep my commandments... This is, he's, he's, not, he's not overbearing. He's not, he, he's not, he's not a, 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 you know, a, a, a brute. Verse number 15, if you don't have it highlighted, you want to highlight this because you may remember before we came live, I talked about our neighbor, Gene Worsham. And Gene Worsham told me that he, taught, he showed me this. You see, I had, a, I had a, an understanding of God that God was just out to get me. I had an understanding that if I, if I messed up that he was going to zap me with a lightning bolt or he was going to reject me forever and I would never, ever, ever be good enough for him. You know, a lot of times we get that inferiority complex that I can never meet it, so why try? But this verse here, this is Jesus talking. And watch what he says to you. Remember what? Remember what Pastor Glenn told us when you see this here? He said, personalize it. So you can personalize this. This is Jesus. And he says, no longer do I call JC my servant. For a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. But I've called JC my friend. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to JC. That changes the things a little bit, doesn't it? When you realize that this is our love letter from, from the Lord to us, and you personalize it, all right? There's, a, there's an old song that George Jones sang years ago, and it was very popular for him. He stopped loving her today. 
But in that song, there's a lyric that said that there were some letters by his bed dated 1962. And he had underlined in red every single, I love you. Have you? I guarantee you Jesus has not stopped loving you. Have we stopped loving him? And if we read his letter to us in a personal way, no longer do I call J.C. a servant. Because a servant doesn't know what his master's doing. But I call J.C. my friend. See, that's what makes that song, I am a friend of God, have so much more meaning to me. This verse, this one verse, when, when you personalize the Bible, it speaks to you like nothing else can. How did Jesus know over 2,000 years ago that, that, that I would make a terrible servant, but I would make a better friend? And he called me his friend. <sighs> it was promised. Joy was promised by Jesus. Let me, let me hurry on. Go to 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. That which was from the beginning, we, um, which we have heard, we have, we have seen with our own eyes, which we have seen with our own eyes, we have looked upon and, and, and our hands have handled Concerning the word of life. Again, word, notice it's capitalized. That's a name. It's Jesus. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That, that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you may also have fellowship with us. Why do we, tell the, why do we come together to hear about the Bible? Why do we come together to hear songs about Jesus? So that we can have fellowship one with another on, based upon the Word of God. Not based upon our social economic society. Not based upon our standing. Not based upon our position in the community, but based upon solely upon the Word of God. Through Jesus Christ, we have fellowship one with another. Okay? That which we have seen, we declare to you that we may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, we write to you, that your joy may be just above E. The joy light may be coming on. 25 miles to E. 25 miles to that your joy may be full. Even in 2020, that your joy may be full. Amen? This joy that we have the world didn't give it. You wonder why they're trying to close down churches? Because they can't capture what the church has. They can't replace it. There's no drug. There's no pill. There's no bottle 
that can replace the joy that Christ puts in us. Amen? Joy was prophesied by the angels. It was promised by Jesus and it was proclaimed by his disciples. And a common word for disciples is his followers. I got to it. Got five minutes. Let me take you on a journey. In 1861, two years before writing this poem, Longfellow's personal peace was shaken when his second wife of 18 years, whom he was very devoted, was fatally burned in an accidental fire. Then in 1862, during the American Civil War, Longfellow's oldest son, Charles Appleton Longfellow, joined the Union Army without his father's blessing. Longfellow was informed by a letter dated March 14, 1863, after Charles had left. I have tried hard to resist the temptation of going without your leave, but I cannot, I cannot any longer, he wrote. I feel that it, it to be my first duty to do what I can for my country, and I will willingly lay down my life for it if, if it would be of any good. Charles would soon be appointed to a lieutenant, but in the but in November, he was severely wounded at the Battle of Mine Run. Charles eventually would recover, but his time as a soldier was finished. On Christmas Day, 1863, Longfellow, Longfellow penned these words. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play. And wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And thought how as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth and goodwill to men. From each black accursed mouth, the cannons thundered in the south. And with the sound, the carols drowned of peace on earth and goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the houses, households born of peace on earth goodwill to men. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me.
in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Friend of God. Father, we thank you. We praise you. I give you all the honor and all the glory that no matter what we're facing, no matter what's going on in the world around us, yet even today, even this hour, we can cry peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Because the message of the angel brought us good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. If you're watching today, we want to make sure that we give you an opportunity. If you need prayer, maybe this message of joy has spoken to your heart. Reach out to us. We want to talk with you. We want to pray with you. We invite you to, we invite you to come back and be with us, but make sure you reach out to us today. For those of us here in the sanctuary today and in the, in the presence today, 2020 has tried to rob peace on earth. 2020 has given us anything but goodwill toward men. But today, today there's joy. Today there's joy. Your joy can be restored through the power and grace of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the River, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc, dot org. God bless you.